Hello Cryptonauts, today is Friday, June 12th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, let's go over the top 10 average daily and your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright, Cryptonauts, let's go ahead and get started with the top 10 average daily. But before we do, I want to remind you that we do have a Discord channel available and I will leave a link in the description below. With that said, let's get started. Oh, and I want to remind you that we are available on Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify, and other podcast platforms around okay let's get started with the top 10 using coin 360.com starting off with bitcoin settling at $9,393.28 for a 0.27% gain in second place we have ethereum settling at $235.60 for a 0.84% gain. In third place, we have USDT Tether settling at $1 for a 0.04% gain. And in fourth place, we have XRP Ripple settling at 19 cents for a 0.10% gain. And in fifth place, we have Bitcoin Cash settling at $238.01. For a 0.11% loss. And in 6th place we have Bitcoin SV. Satoshi's Vision. Settling in at $181.68. For a 0.27% loss. And in 7th place. We have Litecoin. Settling in at $44.48. For a 1.57% gain. And in 8th place we have Binance Coin. Settling in at $16.54. For a 0.01% loss. And in ninth place, we have EOS settling in at $2.57 for a 0.82% gain. And in tenth place, we have Cardano settling in at $0.07 cents for a 1.23% gain. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10. And this is my first time using Coin360.com. And I can tell you that it gets it gets real complicated real quick. As these numbers change in real time, while I'm speaking, the numbers are continuously changing. It's updating so quick. Um, so, if that's what you like, if you like to see the numbers change every single second, maybe you might like Coin360. So, check that out. Alright, Cryptonauts, let's go ahead and get started with the Coin Crypto News of the Day. Alright Cryptonauts, we are going to be using the Decrypt.co website to get our crypto news. Starting off with... From CoinHarper, looking for Bitcoin with no KYC? This site has you covered. A new project is compiling a list of all Bitcoin exchanges that have little to no KYC requirements. This is not a very big list and it could soon get shorter. In brief, KYC, not me, 
is a website that lists in the last remaining privacy preserving Bitcoin exchanges. The list varies from more private options like BISC to less anonymous options like Binance. The news site comes at a time when exchanges are keen to please regulators by implementing strict KYC policies for customers. Looking for ways to privately purchase Bitcoin? There is a new site for that, playfully dubbed KYC. Uh, KYC, not me. The website compiles a list of verification-free or verification-light exchanges for privacy-minded Bitcoiners. The list includes mainstays like the Euro-facing HODL, HODL exchange, and the globally serving BISC and local Bitcoin exchanges, among others. It also includes Binance, which has tiered verification, the most lax of which allows you to sign up with only an email. For all intents and purposes, Binance is a different class than, say, BISC, which requires its users to download the BISC software and run a BISC server to access its order book. So the list is tailored to fit the privacy needs for the most KYC adverse Bitcoin users and those who just want a little buffer between their personal lives and the hubs they use to buy magic internet money, the site also annotes each exchange with badges that tell you more about its operation. For example, Binance's badge tell you that some KYC may be required like an email address. The exchange is custodial and you need an account to trade. Contrast this with BISC and HODLHODL which offers completely peer-to-peer self-custodied trading it's also designates which exchange allows you to buy bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies with cash such as bisc hodl hodl binance and which don't trade org trade ogre for example in its attempt to promote privacy preserving tools the list cuts again against the green in a time when kyc and anti-money laundering requirements have become the focus for most bitcoin businesses especially those looking to grow and stay competitive in such a dynamic market rather than lean into kyc as so many others have in years in which bitcoin has gained more attraction than ever kyc not dot me is part of a movement trying to keep bitcoin private A privacy proposal for CoinSwap implementation is keeping to this goal as well. The implementations designed by Bitcoin developer Chris Belcher could greatly increase Bitcoin's anonymity, set and provide great privacy solutions than other designs like CoinJoin. Belcher recently received a grant from the Human Rights Foundation to work on the protocol. The organization plans to dole out more of these grants which could total up to Fifty thousand dollars per developer in the near future. So that is the end of that. I'm actually gonna check out this website. Copy that. Let's see and paste here. Never heard of this website before. So let's see what pops up. KYC, not me. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I have to look at this later on. Let's go ahead and continue with the next news. And that is Ripple set to build XRP payments quarters in Brazil. Brazil is the center of Ripple's business strategy for Latin America, and its effort in the country are picking up speed. 
In an interview earlier this week with the Future of Finance on YouTube, Ripple head of global banking Marzen Delatini said that the San Francisco startup is actively working on developing a payment quarter in Brazil. We extend these services now to more and more quarters, typically exotic quarters with lots of challenges like Philippines and very soon within Brazil. So let's say there was a big agenda and roadmap on that. She said when explaining the perks of its on-demand liquidity, ODL technology. Ripple's infrastructure for Brazil Brazil, would make use of its on-demand liquidity, ODL technology, to ensure instant cash flow in a much cheaper way than, that, than the methods offered by banks and traditional fintechs. Delatini explained that Ripple's focus on creating a product that dynamically provides liquidity rather than using the traditional approaches such as Nostro Vostro systems could simplify the lives of its clients and banks, making it easier to process cross-border payments. This is, after all, what ODL is meant to do, and it is the technology behind the upcoming payment quarter that Ripple seeks to establish in Brazil. Okay, next, news. Billion-dollar blockchain EOS is in trouble, research shows. The world's largest ICO project, EOS, may be in serious jeopardy. Developers working on the EOS platform fell more than 85% compared to a year ago, according to a new research report from Outliner, Outlier Ventures. As a result, code updates tracked on GitHub were down a whopping 94% for the tracked... Wait. Code updates tracked on GitHub were down a whopping 94% for the... Bella Bellagird protocol over the same time period. What's more, as Decrypt reported in April, EOS DEPS activity is down 70% over the last year. With developers and users departing in droves, how much longer can EOS remain a top 10 project? EOS reportedly raised more than $4 billion over the course of a year-long initial coin offering in 2018. Since then, developers have added about 300 25 dApps and 515 smart contracts to the platform according to State of the Dapps. By comparison, Ethereum developers have released almost 2,900 dApps and more than 4,500 4, smart contracts. Let's go ahead and leave that there, but State of the Dapps, I want to check that website out as well. Click on that link and I will check that out at a later time. Okay, next, news. Crypto icon becomes superheroes and blockchain heroes trading card. I think we already talked about this. Wait, hold on. We did talk about this, but let's take a quick little glance at it. See if there was any updates. Uh, some of the some of the crypto community's top creator investors and advocates have larger than life personalities. So large, in fact, that the game studio has turned them into superheroes for upcoming blockchain-based collectible card sets. Okay, we did actually read about that. Let's see. Uh, next news: Bitcoin payment from BitPay unveils prepaid Mastercard for U.S. users. What? Let's read that. Global crypto payment processor BitPay this week announced the launch of the BitPay card, a prepaid card created with Mastercard that is now available for eligible United States residents. The BitPay card lets users load it up with select cryptocurrencies and stablecoins using a smartphone app. 
The funds are converted to fiat currency within a few minutes and then you can use the card online and anywhere else that MasterCard debit is accepted around the world. BitPay card is currently sub BitPay card currently supports Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum and Ripple's XRP as well as the USD coin, Gemini dollar, Pax and Binance's BUSD. The card allows users to set automatic reloads in addition to manual top-ups. Plus, it can be used to withdraw cash via an ATM and purchase crypto and gift cards. It supports a $25,000 maximum balance with $10,000 a day limit on both loading and spending, as well as a maximum of three daily ATM withdrawals of up to $2,000 a piece. The BitPay card offers new benefits and features for customers making it easier to convert Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies into a spendable balance without currency risk, said Stefan Perr, co-founder and CEO of BitPay in a release. We are excited to work with MasterCard to expand crypto's use while making it easier for businesses to attract new customers who want to spend Bitcoin and offer more places for customers with Bitcoin to shop. Okay, next news. Did the Mt. Gox Bitcoin hacker finally reveal himself? Self-proclaimed Bitcoin inventor Craig Wright has appeared to claim that he was the hacker of Bitcoin exchanges Mt. Gox in 2011. What? Another Craig Wright? Th- oh my goodness. Let me read that again. Self-proclaimed Bitcoin inventor Craig Wright has appeared to claim that he was the hacker of Bitcoin exchange Mt. Gox in 2011 when 79,956 Bitcoin worth $751 million today was stolen. In a letter sent to Bitcoin services provider Blockstream, rights firm SCA on tier alleges that he has control over two Bitcoin addresses. One of the addresses specified is the same address that received the Bitcoin stolen from Mt. Gox, according to then Mt. Gox CEO Mark Carples. The uh, the one fixed the one fixed address contains uh, 80,000 Bitcoin stolen from Mt. Gox in March 2011. Craig Wright is claiming to have been in control of this address until recently, admitting legal liability for damages and interest, said Carples on Twitter. Decrypt has seen the letters and received confirmation that it is real. Bitcoin Block Explorer confirms that the address currently contains 79,956 Bitcoin, which is unspent. Just so we're clear, Craig Wright has just openly admitted via his lawyer to be the guy that stole 80,000 Bitcoin from Mt. Gox. This screenshot below shows the court documents indicating the one fix addressed is where the stolen Mt. Gox funds were sent, tweeted Monero developer Ricardo Spagni, putting Blockstream on notice. In the letter, Wright's lawyer claims that access to the account was stolen from him on February 5th, 2020, and yet bizarrely they want Blockstream to do something about it. Oh my goodness. Tulip and Dr. Wright believe that as those responsible for those Bitcoin core blockchain BTC, you have duties in relations to transactions on that blockchain in circumstances where you have notice 
of the interest involved, including in particular avoiding illegitimate transactions being entered on the blockchain, where you have notice of the same, the letter states. The letter states it wants to put Blockstream on notice that the fund still belongs to Wright, and the company should not attempt to move them or allow them to move. It seems to assert that Blockstream runs the block, the Bitcoin network and is responsible for the transactions that move across it. Even though it is not true, Bitcoin is run by a decentralized community of 10,500 nodes around the world. Wright's lawyer also claims that a company called Tulip Trading Limited has a rights to the Bitcoin network and its names. <laughs> Whenever, <laughs> whatever will be next. Oh man, this... He's not. Does he? Does he ever quit? He doesn't quit. This guy is something else. Ah, jeez. I. I'm actually going to save this. I'm really gonna just save this. Down. This is hilarious. I'm saving the uh, the court documents. Okay. Next news. Next news. Um. What China citizen really thinks of its digital currency? Ooh, okay. Let's check that out. Following years of rumors and speculation, China's digital yuan has officially rolled out in parts of China for pilot test. With government mouthpieces, People's Daily recently published a story introducing the DECP system. Cities taking part in the pilot include Shenzhen, Suzhou, Xiongang, and new area in Chengdu, where people with accounts at major state-owned banks such as the Agricultural Bank of China can create a digital currency electronic payment, DCEP, wallet in their bank mobile app. The app functions include digital currency exchange, wallet management, and transactions records, as well as basic payments receiving and collecting. But in a country that already issues cash in favor of mobile payments through the likes of Alipay and WeChat Pay, how much will an ERMB really matter to the average Chinese person? The Laobaxing? How will the DCEP affect Chinese citizens? To find out, forecast talk to Chinese citizens from across the country. The DCEP will further enhance the current cashless society while maintaining the status of cash in a cryptocurrency format, says Lim Wei Ming, resident manager at the Shangri La Hotel chain in Shenzhen. A content manager at one of China's largest internet companies said she is already accustomed to making payments by WeChat Pay. So, she likely will not change that habit, but it depends on how DCEP will promote itself in the future," said Shang Fan, who lives in Beijing and declined to identify her employer. How does DCEP work? The DCEP will function both as legal tender and electronic payment, like physical cash and unlike debit cards or a private digital pay system like Apple Pay. Retailers will eventually not be allowed to refuse it. Although China's digital yuan doesn't incorporate the decentralized elements of blockchain technology, it does make use of smart contracts, cryptography, and tracking to enhance anti-money laundering efforts to combat tax evasion. Let me go back to that sentence again. 
The DCEP will function both as legal tender and electronic payments like physical cash and unlike debit cards or a private digital pay system like Apple Pay. Retailers will eventually not be allowed to refuse it. Continuing. Because it would be state-issued and controlled, central bank digital currencies, CBDC, like the DCEP, would respond much more to monetary policies than credit cards and cryptocurrencies, like Bitcoin, that are independent of the government. The decentralization of cash can also help governments keep tighter control over money in circulation, known as M0, which otherwise is harder for central banks to track. Economists say that the digital yuan would also give the PBOC China's central bank greater ability to change interest rates to spur consumption. Increased consumption is one of China's goals set out on the 13th five-year plan, which lays out long-term economic strategies up to 2020. China is already a cashless society. In China, mobile payments through apps like Tencent's WeChat Pay and Alibaba's Alipay are already in wide use, with most people using their mobile phones to scan a QR code at point of sale. Indeed, cash is so rarely used that even street beggars in China use printed QR codes to receive handouts. Credit cards have also fallen out of favor since they require stores to set up processing infrastructures and charge high fees for transactions. In China's cashless has been always a life after Alipay. Okay, in China, cashless has been a way of life after Alipay and WeChat Pay toppled the use of cash and credit cards, said Lim, the hotel manager. Chinese people will endorse and not detest the DCEP. Video game store owner Dan Lin hasn't used any cash at his Shenzhen store. Located in a busy electronic shopping district for the past three years, for businesses like ours, I actually want no cash because it is simpler, he told Forecast News. Now almost no one goes out with cash. As for China's new digital currency, Lin's reaction is essentially a shrug. The DECP doesn't matter for us, for better or worse, because now WeChat, Alipay, and or other payment methods have basically covered all aspects of our lives, Lin said. If the payment method is the same, the digital Renminbi is just one more payment method. The DECP's unique features. The DECP offers features that current digital payment systems don't have, such as double offline transactions, which allow users to transfer and receive the ERMB direct to and from each other without having to go through the internet or mobile network. There is a small chance that Tencent or Alipay may fail the next day, which also favors the DCEP a bit. Shingo He, a professor of finance at the University of Chicago's Booth School of Business, told Forecast News. But he added that such a scenario involving corporate behemoths that have been distributed like as to Amazon and Facebook of China is unlikely. Indeed, most people may not even notice the difference. Although there is little change from the user's perspective, from the perspective of central bank supervision, future forms of finance, payment, businesses, and social governments, etc. is the biggest thing ever. Shu Yuang, associate professor at 
Peking University National Development Research Institute told Chinese state broadcaster CCTV, what is the incentive not to use the DCEP? It is a fun technology, he said. Said he, <laughs> digital transactions have got in every individual's daily life and it is quite natural to have people start using it as long as they have bank apps. However, some people still have misgivings about the possibility of an entirely cashless world. If I store my money in banks, I can withdraw cash from the banks, but if every cash becomes electronic, it would be easy for someone to steal them electronically, right? Said Mary Sheng, a Chinese literature teacher in, in Guangzhou. The question of privacy. A society becoming more and more cashless, a trend that the DCEP will likely only accelerate. People may lose the options of making anonymous cash transactions altogether. Like many central banks, digital currencies in development around the world. Uh oh. Like many central banks, digital currencies in development around the world, China's digital yuan could possibly offer the central government enhanced surveillance capabilities. Unlike physical cash, a CBDC could provide digital records and tracking. The anti-money laundering, counter-terrorism, financing, and other crime-deterring benefits are evident, but it could also mean a profound loss of user privacy compared to cash. The DECP could be like a one-way mirror making the lives of ordinary users more transparent and easier to exploit by the government and companies with access to the data it generates. But ordinary people will not be able to see what they are doing, said Grace Lee, a mainland student majoring in finance economy at the University of Hong Kong. Many Chinese citizens take a different view of privacy to found that found in other parts of the world. Outside China, I agree that the privacy issue is at the center of debate, said he, the Chicago Booth economist. But he added, for Chinese people, privacy has a meaning totally different from what Western people think around, think about. Chinese mobile payment platforms have already accumulated, acclimatized, acclimatized its users to their data being tracked, and private corporations in China are already sharing user data with the government. There is nothing secret the moment you use a mobile platform to pay as they have analytics to track your behavior, said Lim, the hotel manager. A simple scan on the government's website for something means you have already been tracked. Others said law-abiding citizens should have nothing to fear. The digital currency can be traced anyway in China. I think privacy does not matter because I am using money normally, said Lin, the video game storekeeper. And in this digital age, age, is anything private anymore? I think exposing privacy is a fact that nobody can run away from, said Sheng, the internet content company manager. I can only count on the system to constraint and balance it. When will the DCEP launch? There is no shortage of time to resolve this and the other question. When will the DCEP trails are underway? People's Bank of China Governor Yi Guang 
has been downplaying their significance. The tests don't mean the official launch of the digital yuan. There's no timetable for an official launch, said Yi in a recent interview with the central bank's publication, China Finance. Along with being able to use digital yuan to pay for goods and services at such businesses as Starbucks and McDonald's, the pilot makes reference to the 2022 Winter Olympic Games in Beijing. That implies that it will take take well more than a year before the PBOC fully launches its digital currency, he said. Well, guess what? Let me read that again. Along with being able to use the digital yuan to pay for goods and services at such businesses at Starbucks and McDonald's, the pilot makes reference to the 2022 Winter Olympic Games in Beijing. That implies that it will only take well more than a year before the PBOC fully launches its digital currency, he said. So there it is. I mean, it's it's the, it's going to happen. 100% it's already working. It's being tested. It will be fully implemented here in the next 12 to 18 months. Now, how far is the United States from implementing their version? You know, because, you know, the United States is creating their own, right? But what's what's their process? Where they where are they testing it at? So that's uh, that's that. Do we have anything else? Crypto? No. Um, that's it. That is uh, podcast host loses seven years of Bitcoin savings in a single mistake. <gasps> what? Hold on a second. Let's see. What is this about? Uh, Entrepreneur and host of the Protocol Podcast, Eric Savix, has lost his entire Bitcoin savings, 12 Bitcoin, worth $113,000 in a phishing attack as a result of downloading a malicious version of the Keep Key Bitcoin wallet. Ouch! The services have since reached out to the community for... Savix have since reached out to the community for help but these events are usually irreversible. I had all of my Bitcoin stolen from me in a hardware wallet phishing scam. Has anyone ever successfully retrieved stolen Bitcoin? Any help or guidance would be appreciated, he tweeted today. James Lop, CTO of Casa, which builds security software, replied, sorry for your loss. Never enter a seed phrase into a computer. Oh man. It's all bad. The podcast host, who had slowly been built up his Bitcoin stash since 2013, had used the KeepKey Bitcoin client on his desktop and decided to download its corresponding app. But when he downloaded it from the Google Chrome store and entered his recovery phrase used to generate a Bitcoin private key, which operates as a password for the fund, his Bitcoins was swiftly stolen. Oh, man. Oh, man. One person has expressed sympathy with this situation. Eric, can you post a BTC address? I will donate some to get your balance off zero. Tweeted a pseudonymous Bitcoiner known as Orange Dog. Well, Orange Dog, I also have a BTC address. In retrospect, Savik said he realized that the wallet was fake due to a typo. Look at the screenshot. I only noticed now. But the scammer spelt phrase wrong, he added. Let's see. I want to see this. What does it say? 
into your mnemonic phase. Ah, oh. oh, that's all bad. No, that's all bad. Crypto exchange Shapeshift, which operates the KeepKey wallet, warned last week that there are fake KeepKey apps in Google Chrome Store. We will never ask for your 12-word seed phrase. If anyone does, that is a scam. Vision attempts such as these fake wallet apps can lead to users losing their crypto, it warned. Google has long had a problem with fake crypto wallet apps and extensions. In April, it removed 49 fake crypto wallet extensions that mimic popular platforms like Ledger, MyEtherWallet, and Trezor. Perhaps it needed to start flushing out the Google Chrome Store too. Oh man, oh man. That's all bad. That's that's a, that's a horrible way to end, end my news podcast. Um, let's see. Hopefully we can get something else on here. India considered another widespread ban on Bitcoin. Another bad news? Uh, CoinFlex CEO admits to laundering $1.8 million of Bitcoin. Bad news. DeFi giant joins forces as Kyber Network integrates Chainlink. Hackers blackmail exchange worth $5 million of Ethereum fees. Scam. PlayStation 5 reveal event video steals $13,000 in Bitcoin. The best euro to Bitcoin liquidity in Europe. Crypto exchange Gemini hires Goldman Sachs alumni. Whoa, hold on, hold on. And the next news, what is it? Congress moles digital dollar Fed accounts to speed up COVID stimulus. Hold on, let's check out this one. What is this? What is this? What is this? Gemini, the crypto exchange and custodian empire run by Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss, today announced that it has hired a new managing director for its Asia-Pacific region. The new hire will hire will head its expansion into Asia, the latest stop on Gemini's whirlwind world world, world tour around the world. Jeremy... Nick from Singapore will report directly to Cameron Winklevoss, one half the squared jaw duo. <laughs> Both Harvard and Oxford Business School alums and Olympic athletes who started their crypto business in 2015, using fortunes made from reportedly buying up 1% of all Bitcoin in 2013. Alright, I think that's it. We're done. We're done. Um, unless there's something else here that I don't see. Let's check it. Let's see, let's see. Uh, nope, that's it. That is it, that is it, that is it, that is it. All right, Cryptonauts, let's go ahead and end it right there. With that said, have yourself an awesome, awesome weekend. Make sure you subscribe to my podcast to listen to some more in the future. On, on the daily, on the daily, I try to put out podcasts every single day since the most recent Bitcoin happened. With that said, Cryptonauts, adios.